My name is Thurgood. Hi, I'm here today because I'm addicted to marijuana. Marijuana? Man, this is some bullshit! Marijuana is not a drug. I used to suck dick for coke. I seen them! Now that's an addiction, man. You ever suck some dick for marijuana? Huh? No. No, I can't say I have. I didn't think so. This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, D. Simon. This is a special edition here of Sick and Wrong. Wackerly and I are going to be on vacation this week here, celebrating the independence of our fine country. But anyway, uh, so it's a special edition of Sick and Wrong, so it's not going to be a normal show. Instead, we're going to do the interview that I've been promising everybody. Uh, Round number two, the interview, part two, with uh, Bob Madigan, who is live in the studio. What's up there, Bob? Oh, same old, same old, I guess. So, Bob, (laughs) when I called you, it was a few weeks ago. Yeah. And I wish you a happy birthday. I kind of broke the news here about how you've been sober for a long time. Yeah. Dude, it blew people's minds. I mean, I was astonished by it, and I know a lot of people... Trust me, I was too. Yeah, a lot of people were kind of surprised... Judging by, you know, they don't know you at all. Right. But just the only thing they know about is when you were in the studio last time, which Whoa. was like a six months ago. Yeah, a train, train wreck came through here. Yeah, that was, that was one of the uh, best shows that I think we've ever done. I, I, do, I distinctly recall you falling down the staircase after the show had finished, but I think you drank a whole fifth of vodka, Yeah, though. see, I didn't feel it. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, if there was any pain, that was, you know, anyways. Well, so I was surprised when I went to your house for your birthday like this a few weeks ago. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, I didn't know that you were sober and I brought over a 12 pack of High Life, your favorite beer, formerly yep. your favorite beer. And uh, yeah, I was the only person drinking at first. And I was like, what, what's going on here? Did I step into the twilight zone? And then you show up and you're, you know, you're articulate. You're not even like slurring. Um, yeah. Took a bath. And I was just like, what's going on, Bob? And then you're like, uh, at that point, what, 65 days sober? Something like that. I don't so, know. So where, what are you at now? I'm at 94 days. 94 days sober. Yeah. That is incredible. Yeah. Congratulations, man. That's amazing. Yeah. It's quite a feat. Right. Uh, You know, like the things that I kind of like, well, looking back, I missed, I was physically at a lot of great, great shows and stuff, and I don't remember a thing about them. I kind of remember this and that about like psychic TV or something, but. But, you know, I think even at your house, I was talking about the Stooges, uh, Iggy's birthday show, that I was standing right next to you. Right. And you're like, I wasn't at that. And I was looking at Bob. I was standing next to you. You're like, I don't remember. But, but I mean, so you're sober now, 94 days. We're going to get into some rehab stories a little later. But how long do you think you've been in, like, you've been drinking? Oh, I, I, I figured it out to a solid... 30-year binge, man. A 30-year binge. Yeah, I started when I was about 14. By the time I was 16, I was drinking pretty much on a daily basis. Jesus. Not much. Maybe a quart of beer. So how old did you turn for your birthday? Uh, 44. 44 years old. So yeah. 44 years old, and you've been drinking for like 30 years. Yeah. 
God, that's crazy. So up until the point before uh, you stopped no, drinking. No, wait a minute. Now, I caught pneumonia for about two weeks somewhere in there. <laughs> so you took a little years. break. Yeah, and there were like two or three days during that time period where I was actually uh, too sick to beat off. And you have to be really sick, you know what I mean? To, yeah, to jerk off. I mean, yeah, that's sick and Not wrong. to jerk off. Yeah, yeah, it's like I'd have to you, be, uh, Yeah, you I'd know, almost like, have to be like, you know, it physically immobilized, like well, paralyzed it, it, or something. Way, it kind of uh, like opens up your sinus passages and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, so thirty years of drinking up yep. until the point that you stopped, right? Which was, uh, you know, uh, ninety-four days ago. How much were you drinking on a daily basis? Well, it was always like since I've been I've been out here for uh, fifteen years. I moved here in ninety-three, and um, from from. Uh, 93 on, I was drinking probably close to a quarter, um, I mean, a, a 12 pack a day. So and I always had beer, beer and everywhere I went, I had, you know, always had made sure I was stocked up well. And people started catching on to that because I can't, I'm a nice guy, you know, and uh, I can't turn someone down unless it's my last beer. And everyone, they just knew that they could just go up into my bag and grab a beer as long as but I But you made, always had a 12 pack in your bag, Right. right? And um, my life in the, can. the the rule of the deal was, was, well, you can buy me a beer later or whatever, but don't take my last beer. OK, and give me warning if I'm running out so I can restock, you know, but it got to a point where I was going in debt, uh, you know, hey, you remember when you were a kid, you know, I don't know about uh, you, but, you know, it's like uh, the ice cream truck rolls down the street and uh Everyone gets all excited. Runs yeah, yeah. I'm not going to buy ice cream for the whole block, you know, that kind of thing. And I kind of. You know, I'm you're kind of like the beer truck. Yeah. You know? So I said, well, well, you know, like if I just carry around a cord, I'm going to have to run back to the store every 10 minutes and shit. So I said, well, you know, I'll just start drinking liquor and very few people will take a shot off of my liquor bottle. So I started saving money. <laughs> so, that, so I was just drinking liquor and, and free beer. So wait, when you say liquor, you're drinking like a fifth, a pint? I started out drinking Southern Comfort. It uh, started out... I got up to about a pint of that a day, and I realized that vodka was way cheaper. And plus, the other thing is vodka, at least when you first start drinking it on a regular basis, you it, it, it can't detect it on your breath as bad as, like, let's say, whiskey or something. Yeah, but who's giving you a breathalyzer? You're not no, driving No, you're hanging anywhere. out with people, and if, you know, you smell like a brewery sometimes, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if someone's... I notice, I notice now when I socialize, <laughs> I'll be standing there, I'll say... Mm, I could smell that beer. Well, you know, you not only smelled like a brewery. I mean, you hadn't bathed right. in like a two months, and uh, you know, weed, cigarettes, and liquor. Yeah. So you kind of had an amalgamation of smells going and, on and, there, and the uh, puking every. Oh now yeah, and then. the puking every now and then. So you got up to a point where you're drinking like a, a fifth of vodka a day and free beer. Um. Yeah. It it, it would be like I I was averaging about a fifth a day. Um, Jesus, I, I really couldn't keep count because the minute I started getting low, I'd go get another one and then maybe fall asleep. And then the next day, start with a fresh bottle or, you know. <laughs> so what was like the morning ritual? You get up and it was I'd just... get up and wait to see if I was going to puke or not and then start drinking. So you'd puke in the morning Usually, just you hadn't drank like right, for right. 12 Usually, hours or so? It would be different from day to day, but I didn't have any solid shits for like four or five years. Jesus, dude. Don't say that word in my house. <laughs> Actually, I'm not in my house. Um, so four or five years without a solid shit, but you'd puke every morning? like clockwork? Just about. And um, 
if I was sometimes if I got in a couple drinks real quick, I it, I just wouldn't puke. But um, I was bad and I knew it. And like, look at uh, anybody out there. There's a whole new scene out there that I don't know any of these people um, um, over because I was like under the radar out of there for three years. Just I wouldn't go out anywhere unless it was dealing with my band or something really Going important. Going to liquor store. Yeah, the liquor store in my house. And a lot of times I'd have uh, neighbors or relatives go for me because <laughs> I just didn't even want to go up to the liquor store. Did you burn any bridges at the liquor store that they nope. refused to sell nope. you? Because there's and one I, that I used had, to give you I credit. Had, I had tabs up there up to like uh, $500 one month and shit. Jesus. I know. So so you were drinking. So in the morning you'd, you'd puke because... Uh, because right, you, you and then know, I'd the have a drink, and then did, I'd did have. Did you get the DTs, the shakes, anything like not that? Not really too bad. Um, I, I guess I'd get the shakes, but I could still roll my own cigarettes and stuff. Um, so in the morning, you're just like mixing yourself up like a. Shot I would of make vodka. sure that I had a cigarette rolled up before I went to bed, so that I wouldn't, you know, if I was shaking a little bit. But it, it, yeah, it was like I wasn't even having fun getting drunk. But you know, here goes the thing: uh, compared to most people, and I'm talking thirty years here, I've uh, as an adult, I have never been behind bars. I've gotten four tickets in my never got DWI. Nope, I don't yeah, know how to well, drive. You don't know how to drive. <laughs> but I've gotten four tickets for being drunk in public in San Francisco. Oh, and really? So what they were, were like, you doing? Like uh, running around? Well, uh, with your pants I got off. caught twice, two different times. Um, once I was walking back from a keg party over in the Lower Haight, and uh, I just had drinking. Yeah, I had a talks. cup of beer, or it was a, it was a beer, and I was kind of uh, sloppy drunk, and. Uh, the, the cop gives me a ticket and he was such a prick too because i had like my shoes were all ripped up and i'm like oh dude that's the money that I was going to pay for my tennis shoes this <laughs> next month and he's like well you should have thought about that before you walked down the street and uh, you know i'm like pol polishing his uh badge and shit yeah so you've never actually went to jail you never beat your wife nope. you never i never like, like smashed my guitar or anything like so that it's kind of like that whole uh bill hicks bit where he's like you know I, I had great did. times on drugs. Yeah. So I mean, where you, I know it's like it gets to the point where alcohol is eventually going to, you know, ravage your system and you're right. going to die. But it's like you could say, you can look back now and say, you know, I had some good times. Hella good times, and yeah. got hella laid at some time, at some yeah. points, you know. But uh, uh, but all good things, I mean, eventually kind of have to come to an end, especially when it gets to the point where it's, you know, debilitating your health. So and, so what and, happened and when you get to the point when you got to steal or something? And I never had to go through that. Yeah. Uh, so, occasionally, I'd I'd borrow my wife's car to go get a twelve pack or something. Well, you were self sufficient drunk though. That's the thing. You weren't like, a burden on anybody. Thanks else. to SSI. Thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> I'm a, I'm an American. <laughs> the government. We were paying for that. Yeah. So, so that's, that's good to I know. Say. You know, I say, <laughs> hey, you know, I I do every now and then come across someone who's like, well, you look like you could work for me. Or work, and I'm like, well, you would you hire me? And I'm just like, you know, where am I supposed to work, you know? You know, that almost be a good sick and wrong bit is just set up some interviews and just send you on there, and we could videotape it just to get the reaction. Yeah, well, I, I've done stuff. Another fun thing to do is uh, do, like, phony confessionals. I guess that's becoming trendy now. but Phony confessionals? Yeah, where... it's a Catholic thing. And they oh, have these okay. little, like, uh, like, uh, like... Oh, wait, so you go in there and talk to a priest? Yeah, and it's like you're in a, a telephone booth, and they got a shade in between you and the priest. It's really creepy. 
and you say, bless you, Father, for I have sinned. And he's talking to you like he can't see you, but he, of course, knows you're, who you are if you go to that <laughs> school or whatever. It's like, well, uh, I was mean to my mom. And I never brought up anything. But then later when I got older and I lived like right next door literally to a big Catholic church and I saw on the sign, Wow, Thursdays they have uh, uh, confessions between three and four. That's cool. And so I started going down, and I would like. Be what would you confess? I would start like, yeah, talking man, crazy I jerked stuff. Off Thirty-two times today. Uh, the, the, the even funnier stories than that is the uh, the uh, televangelists because I fuck with them all the time. So Bob, getting back to the, uh, the, the 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 main reason I brought you in here is to talk about your sobriety. Yeah. So you were saying you're drinking a fifth a day. Yeah. And uh, you'd wake up in the morning, you puke, you drink the fifth, you get straight, and then um, this was just kind of a, like an ongoing routine. What did your wife think of all this? She she was like barking at me, and I don't know how she put up with me. But I mean, she, she was pretty pissed off about it? She's been with me for a long time, yeah. and I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you if uh, she wasn't around. No, she, and, uh, she I mean, pretty much, she, like, she is the reason why you're still here. Right. And for for years, she's been like, I looked up this this place online and that place, um, trying to get me to at least uh, slow down. And all of my friends were too, you know. I remember Everybody, that. We, we were talking a lot about of this people, on Rampage Radio. Yeah, like years uh, ago. At some of these meetings I go to, a lot of people are like, well, sometimes I'll go out to a social event and feel kind of like out of place because I'm not drinking. I, I'm like, man, my friends are all saying, hey, Bob, you know, you look so much better. I'm glad to see, you know, you're taking Dude, that care was of the first thing that I, you know, the first thing that I saw, I noticed when I saw yeah. you, I was like, Jesus, Bob, you like, I mean, you look radiant. You're, you're like, you know, you're able to speak normally. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, I mean, you look a million times better. In fact, you look younger. I mean, before you kind of had this like yellow grayish kind of pallor to your face. That's what everyone has been saying. Yeah. And, and then, no, I mean, you look much healthier now. And so, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a it's a great thing. It's but amazing I, that you I don't like up. to me, you know, like like if, if I go to these meetings and it's not 12 step meetings. It has nothing to do with God or anything. It's just basically a group of people self getting together. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, uh, I thought about drinking the other day when I did this, but I thought about something. No else group and, hugs. Nope. No group hugs. We just sit around and uh, shoot the shit. No circle jerks. Anything like that. Um. Well, we all kind of slip each other numbers. <laughs> so what what ended up happening? But then what? again, it hasn't been my night in the pickle jar yet, so I don't know exactly how things will go. <laughs> so what was the catalyst? What what happened that okay. made you finally go into rehab? I realized Seriously, I realized. Time. Look, man, I'm drinking a fifth of this rock out a day, and it's not getting any. I'm not having any fun. I don't even go out and see my friends anymore. So I started weaning myself down, and I weaned myself to a point that uh, my body went into shock, and I had a seizure. Uh, so your body just, like, shut down or just react to the fact that you weren't, you know, ingesting the poison? Apparently. I had puked that morning, like, ten times. I kept drinking water and then puking it back up. And then next thing I know, I wake up at St. Mary's. So you had a seizure, like, you're on the ground, yep. flopping about, yep. like, and frothing at the mouth? What, what normally, it? my wife would have been at work, but she had the day off, or else, who knows what would have happened, right? So she ran in, she found you, freaked Call, out, called 911, and next thing you know, I'm in the hospital. Then I had about two So were weeks. you unconscious? Yeah. Okay. I just remember two or three things. They had coming in to visit me once, and they, they whatever they had me on, it was good. So, I mean, so what did they, like, give you some kind of, like, uh, morphine drip or some kind of... No, not uh, morphine. I don't know what it was. But Vicodin, probably? Probably. It yeah, was a strong downer or something. 
and um, um, so I I was there for three days, and then I had was on a waiting list, and in a week I was going into detox, and so I was uh, during that uh, week they gave me some pills, and they said try not to drink too much. So what did the hospital say? Were they like if you continue on this path of, of, of I, I drinking, I was so out of it at that point that basically they they released me. They just couldn't hold on to me anymore. And they told me, look, this is what you're going to have to do. And they did a bunch of uh, battery tests on me, and I'd, I never received any of the results of that. But uh, I wonder, yeah, I wonder if they're, like, checking out your liver just, like, being like, Jesus yeah, Christ, but this guy. I need to get Medical that. oddity here. Yeah, and that's the main thing is, like, I know, you know, that I could go to the bar and have a couple of drinks, no problem, but I'm waiting for my body to reheal before I even tip a beer or anything. So you left uh, the hospital and then went, like waited a week and then went into an actual like rehab facility. Yeah, and I lasted two days there, and I said, "Man, I want out of here." How come? And did it, it just it, suck? Like, what, what I was just the deal? realized that I did. I, I did this. They said a lot of people do it. Uh, after I finally came around and realized I was in a you know thing. Uh, uh, but was it like a sobering realization? Like all of a sudden you sat there looking around, being like, "What am I doing here?" I, I knew where, where I was and what I was doing there, but I, after about two days, I said, fuck it, I don't need this place. And I, I ran out, of, I uh, had them sign me out, I packed my bags, and I called a cab. And on the cab ride home, even before, while I was waiting for the cab, I said, this is a bad idea, go back in. Um, and by that time, the cab had come, and I'm on uh, my ride home, and I thought, man, as soon as I walk in the door, I'm going to call and see if they still have my bed. And I called, and they said, nope. And then so uh, then it was another week before I went back. So was and it the same? So you went back to the same facility? Yes. And was this the one that you were telling me it about was in Joe the Healy. tenderloin? Yeah, so it, Joe Healy. What, is this place just for alcoholics, or is it, it for? It's, there was, uh, I'd say there was like altogether on the two floors, maybe 40, 50 people, and about half of them were heroin junkies, and um, I'd say a third of what was left was uh, drunks and then uh, crackheads and um, uh, speed freaks. Were, speed, yeah, tweakers. there were like a couple of them. So where did you, like how did you compare in terms of severity? Like were you towards the, like were you one of the worst people, like worst cases in there? Or? No. There were people that came in, some of the drunks were um, so bad, they couldn't walk, they couldn't talk. And I thought, this one guy, he was bunking in the room that I was in and twice um, I saw him like fall, and this guy's like an old man. I mean, these I are him. these are guys like these guys have been drinking for like fifty years. Yeah, 60 one years. guy I called him. Uh, well, I didn't call him to his face, but he was scat man crappy. <laughs> scat uh, man crappy. Yeah. Why? What did he shit Just himself? Like a very old. He'd be the guy sitting on a corner. I remember back in thirty three or whatever. You know? <laughs> so were these guys like? Just I mean. They were probably forced into this rehab, probably well, through their family is, or through like the penal system or something. A lot of them, what they do is they're dual dependent. They're dependent to um, uh, methadone and they're dependent to heroin. So what they do is they go and they stay 21 days to clean up um, and get their methadone and eat food and um, kind of clean up for 21 days and then back out on the street as soon as they get their check. They're buying their H heroin or whatever. They're going and getting their horse. Yeah, and then uh, so so they they clean up for two weeks. They're on methadone, so they're, they're not like suffering withdrawal. It's three symptoms. Weeks, actually. Okay, so right. three weeks, and then as soon as they get out, it's like right back to the horse. Yep, right back on the horse. Pretty much. So some of them they 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 say 
if you want to stay on here for a little while longer and think about and they can send you up to in the woods to learn how to become a lumberjack and shit like that. Oh, so there's like vocational mm-hmm. um, opportunities here. And most you, of what, the people what, that what were there. What junkies do you want cutting down trees? No, like, I know. And they, they had no. They, they're, they're already caught up way in the system. And it's this jail. It's, it's kind of like this cyclical. Uh, yeah, you know, it's a vicious cycle. A vicious man. cycle is going on here. Yeah. So and, who are some of the worst people you saw in there? Like, do you I see any nasty, like, abscess? I've seen some that pretty much. I've seen the abscesses where the vein was, like, actually, like, kind of out, out of the skin. And this one guy, he shows me his leg. And he's got this big vein running to all the way down his leg. And he says, check this out. And he, he, he got some pus or something coming out of it. And he's like, I'm going to have that for the rest of my life. So wait, and he was squeezing pus out, out, of, of, a, out of a vein. Out of, yeah. And he's like, this, I have to do this every day. And it stinks really bad. And he says, don't touch it because it's poisonous. <laughs> what were you and thinking? I said, were I you don't even want to smell it, man. <laughs> I was about to say, were you thinking but about But everybody was it? rolling up their sleeves and showing their war scores, uh, war scars off. Their war tracks there. So, I mean, so the worst people in there were probably the heroin addicts. Um, yeah, what it, what it came down to me, which was very sobering was, um, just about everybody listening out there is maybe, you know, two paychecks away from being out on the street. Some of you people are all set up and comfortable, but anything could happen. Well, our any, average listeners like 13 years old. That's why, you know, on those the earlier where I was, I listened, re-listened to that and you refer to bums and bums and bums, but those are, those are people too, you know? Didn't oh yeah. T- I sound like some kind of a no, peacenik or something, but. No, I mean, we, we tend to belittle homeless people here on the show and we don't mean it seriously well i got some good stories that some of them told me so so tell me like did you make any friends in rehab did you make any enemies yes both so who was let's start with the friends here who did you be all right all right uh were were there any chicks or is it all all right they were there were when i first got to i i was on the first floor and that's when they're they're giving you medicine in the middle of the night waking you up to take some more pills like twice a night. And then so what like, were they giving you? Probably Vicodin, painkillers, yeah, that type of thing? Ki- Opiates? Uh, yeah, I would say something like Valium. I don't even remember. I was in a haze. I couldn't read the paper or Could you? Anything. I mean, were you just getting like just nasty withdrawal symptoms? Nope. Such as like detox? I mean, nope. could you sh- move your fingers? Were you getting I delirium couldn't, tremens? I couldn't write and I couldn't roll cigarettes for the first two weeks. And then it all started coming back. But my memory was all screwed up, and it still is. I've got a thing called uh, PAWS, which is uh, post-acute withdrawal syndromes, and it may be there for the rest of my life. So is this like withdrawal symptoms that happen after the fact? It's like I decided to quit, and my body is going to be repairing itself in my brain. But, you know, it's, gra- it's a gradual you're gonna process. To, you're going to have to uh, direct me, and I mean practically hold, hold hands till we get to where Gary is because I'll probably get lost. But in any case, I'm getting it all back together. You know? No, no, I, I can see. I mean, I can see you're making great progress. So when you first got in there, were you getting to the, like, were you able to light a cigarette? I mean, we were handshaking. Well, we were allowed them? to smoke one. The reason why I picked this place out of all the others, it turns out that it was probably the best deal for me. It was non-religious, and it was, uh, they had smoking, so... But you, 21 days without any uh, any visitations or anything. Oh, so you weren't even allowed to have your wife come and see you. She used to come by and drop off cigarettes and shit, but I didn't even get to see her drop them off. So let's okay. Now I'm getting back to your friends that you made in there. Who did right. you befriend? 
Um, well, basically, there were like four or five, five of us dudes, and um, we'd all share cigarettes and, uh, you know, the same old thing. We were all stuck in there, and um, the only time that you I mean, there's really, people from all walks of life. Like, you're right. not just talking Most to, like, punk rockers from the or something like that. Okay. So some of them were, like, the, the one kid, um, he had his, like, nose pierced and a corn T-shirt on, and he was heavy on a lot of things. He ended up walking out one day. He just took off? Yep. But I know, I know that he hangs out at 6 and uh, Market right there, I so guess. So what would you guys talk about? You just kind of hang out, talk about, like, how bad it sucks being in there? Or would you talk um, about, like, you know, well, well, kind of wish I had a beer every right single, now? Every single one of us at one point would say, man, the first thing I do when I get out here, everybody kind of, like, said that at one point or another and then kind of thought, you know, this ain't going right. And there were, like, people in there, women in there, that um, you know, lost custody of their children and Are there any things. attractive women in there? Yeah, there were a couple. Are there a couple hot chicks? Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm kinda of surprised. Yeah. I mean I One guess when you get to that really, point. Really nice and cute. How did her track marks look? I didn't see him. <laughs> she wasn't showing you. So no, tell me about she, she was nice. Though. So tell me about the enemies here. Like, were there people like that were rifling through your belongings, trying no. to steal your pills, anything no. like that? No. Uh, like, well, the pills, you, you, you don't get to have your pills. Oh, they come and give them to you. Yeah. They give you your times that you're supposed like to. like feeding and time. It, sort yeah, of. yeah, yeah. And like, I would say, I know my uh, pill time is at like three, but I'm going to lay down and take a nap. I'll just come in and get them after three and they'll come in and wake you up and make you take your pills. Plus they don't want you sleeping. They don't want you watching TV. I don't know what they want you to do. Are you allowed to like watch TV at any time of the day? There, there's time periods, and everyone has to vote on the TV. So instead of watching the news, we'd be watching a stupid uh, Rob Snyder movie, and these fucks would be laughing at him. And I think, oh my god, I saw the worst. Could you movies. read? Like, were you allowed to you read? You could books? read, but I, I, I still to this day, I've got a couple of books I haven't even started because. I just the attention span. You couldn't even there. concentrate. Right, that's probably what it was. A lot so, of times. So you're just kind of stuck in this room, only being allowed to smoke every once an hour, yeah. and forced to watch, you know, sitcoms and Rob Schneider movies. Yeah. On uh, TV, God, that's yeah. God. It sounds like torture. And go to meetings. And you're not allowed to have a beer. So and yeah. so they would make you go to meetings like yeah, periodically like two, three through the times day. a day, two or three times a day. What so what went on in these meetings? Well. I locked heads with all of the uh, 12 steppers and uh, locked horns, I should say. <laughs> um, you know, I'd right away, you know, like be sit sitting there listening to them. And I'd say, yeah, I've got a question when the Q&A came, came at the end of their pre presentation. And I say, yeah, I got a question. What's the percentage of people um, that are cured um, from AA or 12 steps? And uh, we don't have that information. I'd be like, well, I've got some information. It's about 4% after, after, uh, so you mean 4%? So most of the people relapse after they get out. 4% after, uh, three months, there's only 4% that are still sober that didn't relapse. Oh, wow. That's, that's, it's, it's, that's pretty not sad. surprising though. I mean, yeah, it's not surprising, but it is kind of a sad, uh, a sad figure. Yeah. If you think about but it. But they so, don't want to. And then, um, like, out, out of the 12 steps, I didn't memorize them. I, I, I just totally was. A, I was like, man, if I have to go to their meetings, man, that's just going to drive me to drinking. You but know? were they trying, like, so were, did they have, like, a universal group or program that they wanted everyone to do? Like, was it a 12-step program in the facility you're at? Yeah. 
all of the meetings that I went to were all 12 steps. So it was religious. I mean, they were saying, you know, you need to believe in God now instead of believing in vodka, that kind of thing. The first step is you've got to uh, turn your, uh, you have no uh, control and you are uh, completely um, dependent on uh, chemicals. Dependent on chemicals. And it's something about God in there. And so, well, they call I mean, it the higher power. If you think about it, it's like I think a lot. Of, I think a lot of those people. I mean, a lot of people find that they need that. I mean, it's it's like they're so gone. They're so dependent on chemicals. It's like the only thing. I mean, that they can they can grasp to is like this concept. Like of Like Cheech and Chong. I used to be all messed up on drugs, and now I'm all messed up on God. Yeah, know? exactly. I mean, I think they need something. They have like that that dependent personal that that personality. Right, you know, and those people are, you know, addicted personality. A lot of the, a lot of the meetings that I went to after I got out, I, you know, they wanted me to like do three meetings a week and go out there and find the one that was right for me. I go to some, and it was like being at a, a black person's uh, Baptist, uh, uh, it's like a Baptist church bar- or barbecue party or something. Everybody would be talking about all the lovely little kids they have, and they're all, uh, you know, and then like. Well, I'm a crack addict and shit with like seven kids, and uh, it's like, oh my god. So, did you get along better with the alcoholics, the heroin addicts, or the crackheads? Um, there's not much of a difference between the alcoholic, alcoholics and the narcotics. They were all kind of like just really mellow. It was pretty much oh, okay. So everyone's just kind of mellow. Right. Well, you know, that probably has something to do with the drugs that they're giving you. So, tell me, like, who who did you like? Butt heads with the most. Like, who did you just not get along with that you just couldn't stand to be around? On the staff? On the staff or uh, other um, patients? Well, the thing, uh, all right, with the staff, the main person, because I heard her saying one day when they were handing out chores, and she said uh, something to the effect of, I ain't going to have none of my girls working the floors. And uh, I said, that's, I thought, well, I said it when it was loud enough for her to hear it, but I, she didn't respond to it. But I said, that sounds very racist, sexist, rather, to me. And I'm like, did you hear her? Did you hear it? And I'm talking to these other well, people. What is working the floors? Like mopping? Mopping. Okay, so she wasn't going to have any females right. patients mop. Uh, she said, I'm not going to have any of my girls mopping the floors. And, um, and she, so you called her out for sexism. Well, I kind of did. Nurse Ratchet Behind here? Her, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so what did Ratchet say? She didn't hear me, or she she just let it fly, but pretended um, not to listen. And, and and I I was saying, did you just hear that? And I was, and my other friends are saying, hey man, you know, not really friends, but you got to talk to somebody, or else just sit in your room. Yeah. Um, did you have a roommate? Speaking of, uh, I had two two roommates, and here goes another one. You're talking about like stinky, and you should hear me snore. Anyways, me and this other guy, we ended up together because uh, we were the two snorers and stuff, and uh, so they put us together, and um, he was scat man crappy. Oh, okay, so you had to sleep in the same room as the old guy, yeah, yeah, the yeah, surly yeah. old man. Yeah. So, I mean, did you did you ever like catch anybody jerking off? Like, where did people have porno? I, I, one like, of the guys in my room would jack off. So and, while you're sleeping, you'd know he was jacking off. Well, I had I I've always been an insomniac, but. Uh, I just I had luckily had a Walkman, so I just put on some put on your headphones. Yeah. So were there any like I've heard that a lot of people in different rehabs, like you know, if there's right. a hot chick in there, sometimes some people hook it up. Like there's right. sometimes there's sex addicts that go to these rehabs too. So was there anyone like were there any sexual liaisons going on? Nope. 
So none of that Everybody's was so doped up in there. I don't even think. Oh, Probably couldn't even get it up. The minute, you know, the guys were together, we were all talking about, you know, pussy and whatnot, but. But, but, I mean, the fact of the matter is it's like right. you're so doped up that you're probably not going to be... Uh... Right. And they, we, this, is where, this is where the main problem that I had in there, this was on the day before I was supposed to leave. Um, we all knew the rules. After breakfast, lunch, and dinner, we don't get our cigarette break until all, like, the kitchen is all cleaned up and stuff. And there are these same two uh, people who I'll say aren't of a Caucasian persuasion. And... Uh, they would conveniently disappear when it was time to for us to do all this. So they were neglecting their chores. Yes, and um, I, I was ta- my I had garbage detail, which was cool because I get got to go into all of the offices and see the pretty uh, uh, nurses and the stuff. nurses that work there. Yeah, did they like you? Yeah, yeah, I could see that. And uh, um, and I hear people in the talking in the smoking room, and I'm going because I had missed a cigarette break once before because I was busy taking care of the garbage. So I, I said, "Oh fuck!" So I ran into the smoking room, and there's the two that never, uh, you know, never do their chores. And I said, "Hey guys, don't you know that uh, they're not going to let us smoke until we uh, finish our chores?" And so you're they trying both to ju- like get they the both team jumped together. up and was like. You know, this ain't the eighteen hundreds, man. You we don't we don't need slaves. Oh, wait, so this. they're acting like you're a slave master or something? Yeah. And, <laughs> and and the one guy was about six foot three. He told me he weighed two hundred and forty pounds. I know you know, I never understood that why a lot of um, you know, African American men when they get into a fight start telling their weight. Like yeah. are you supposed to be intimidated by that when you hear like well, you know, I'm 350 pounds straight out the pen. Are you supposed to be like, yeah, okay, well, this guy well. was straight out of the pen with a uh, like a bar in his leg because they had to remove his uh, bone. Why did they have to remove his bone? Uh, some they were going to have to take his leg off and they put some kind of metal uh, kneecap. in. was he like a junkie or something? I mean, yeah. Was he? Oh, so yeah. He was, his so leg was probably he, rotting. He's like, yeah. So I knew, but you know, there's no way, you know. So these two, there was a male and a female, and they were both jumping up and down, you know, talking about, how dare you tell me? And I just said, fuck it. And I walked, went right into like where one of the uh, staff members were, and I said, I think I just opened up a big can of worms, you know. Yeah, it and I could like, still hear them down the hallway, you and know. And they were still upset about it. Yeah. So did you ever like make amends with them? Yeah. It was all fine. They said, do you, do you want to be moved? I said, look, man. Tomorrow's my 21 days. Why don't you just let me go right now? And um, that'll end everything. And we were just getting ready to do a meeting. And I said, I'm not going to no meeting. They canceled the whole meeting thing just to try to square the three of us up. And wow. they, they had to, I had to apologize to them. I, and they were calling me a racist. And I said, all I said to you is... Um, it's coming and assist with the chores so we can all have a smoke break. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they... It just it could look like I sing, singled them out because they were both um, not of a yeah well they're yeah yeah they're yeah, black yeah. And I don't want to say the wrong thing yeah but, I, uh, yeah they jumped off on me like uh, you know I was a slave master or something you know so how long were you in there in total twenty one days so twenty one days and I saw enough and I said you know what I got a wife at home scratches my back every night I got my cats I got a beautiful apartment what am I doing hanging out with these clowns. And I said, plus, you know, you're just not functional as a drunk anymore. 
So what I'm doing right now is I'm just cleaning out, and I'm not saying I'm not going to drink down the line. I'm just saying I'm giving my body a rest for a while. So what, what does your brother, Boom, think yeah. about your uh, newfound sobriety here? Well, I, he said good thing. He's supportive? He, everybody, everybody I've talked to said, damn, you look a lot better, man, Bob. I'm glad to see you're doing it. So now I've got this kind of like, even if I wanted, like, said, Dave, that was cool. Let's go have a beer and watch some titties or something. Yeah. Um, well, no, but now I, I would be I'd be bringing everybody down. But because I told they don't everybody anytime I want a beer, I'm going to have one. But, you know, you don't uh, want one. Right. And you don't need it. I want my body to mend before I start partying heavy again. Yeah, or, I think at, you should be all. wary about partying at all. So have you has uh, the band Fluff Girl played any gigs since uh, you've been sober? Yeah, twice. Yeah. Oh, really? So how yeah. did uh, the sobriety affect your performance? Because yeah. I mean, how long has it been since you've actually performed? I've never Without performed. So I've never performed sober until just recently, and I've done two shows. So, so how did it go? I mean, were the you first still show as crazy? Was, were you still as into it? Well, that the the first show was two days after I got out of detox, which was great because I wasn't ready to just, you know. You'd Sitting be, home you, without you, doing anything. Yeah. yeah, you'd be surprised how, you know, you take the alcohol away from, there goes half my fucking life. Yeah, know? I was about to say, like, what do you, I mean, what do you do for the rest of the day now? Go hang out in churches. <laughs> Go to church. You know, uh, yeah, it's like all your friends at the liquor store, you don't get to see them anymore. Right. So how was it performing, though, being completely sober? Well, it's a Like, were you dead on? Do you remember fright. all your lyrics? A little oh, bit yeah, of stage yeah, yeah, fright? Yeah. Huh? A little bit of stage fright? Just like things like normally I would be drunk and falling around, rolling around on the ground. And here I'm kind of like, well, what should I do right now? <laughs> stick my hands in my feet, uh, stick my hands in my pocket and gaze at my shoes a little while. No, so I'm trying to come up with new new weird things to do. Uh, so are so you I'll, still going to be wearing the meat panties? Yeah. You're still, so it's still going to be the show same we did, we, we had uh, the We showed all of our films and, you know, the fist movies and the suicides and all that so it's still gonna be the same fluff girl we know and love so when's the next show we're playing on july what was that 18th friday july 18th okay part of that whole festival isn't that festival mid-july the mission creek festival yeah yeah so you're gonna have information on your website i think i've got some the date of it hang on you go ahead and talk oh don't worry about it i'll just cut it out later hang on yeah, all right, so we'll talk while I'm looking. should be right here. Here it is. Okay. So it's the Mission Creek Festival. It's going to be... Mission Creek Festival. July 18th. And this is, yeah, there's going to be a bunch of different bars participating in this. And um, we're playing Friday, July 18th at the Eagle Lounge with the Extra Action Marching Band and our band, which is called Fluff Girl, in case you didn't know. Um, is playing and a band called The Nurses, which I don't know anything about. So if uh, you're local, you can go check out the show at the Eagle Tavern. You know, the Eagle kind of cracks me up as a venue because it's like a hardcore leather gay guy bar, hey, but I it's such a that. great space. I mean, there's a whole outdoor area. There's a you know a really cool stage right offset by the bar. It's a great venue, but it's like the thing is, it's just hardcore leather gay bar. Yeah, did like, you see the? Yeah, dicks they don't play there? that many shows there. Did you see the Dicks reunion show there? No, but I saw the Woe Mentors, that uh, female mentor tribute band. I'm one of their dancers. Yeah, yeah, Bob's one of the one of the dancers. No, that that should be a good time. You know, I'm eager to see the difference between a sober Bob Madigan performing Fluff Girl. And the uh, drunk Bob Madigan that I've known for so long. Oh, it's not going to be. Our last show was at, on the fifth floor of this building right behind the Victoria. Uh, Vic, 
what is it called? The Victoria Theater? Oh, yeah, I remember the uh, mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it was on the fifth floor, and the elevator happened to break down. So we had to carry all of our shit, our projection units and all that, up five floors uh, to play last week. Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. Well, okay. so you're still smoking weed, though. Yeah, and so and but so that's cool. I mean, weed, weed's just something that I don't even consider weed to be really a vice or a drug. Well, in like, and a lot of these people that are re- rehab, they smoke and uh, drink caffeine, you know, cigarettes and caffeine. Yeah, so I mean, there's nothing really wrong, and it's definitely you know, there's something you can do. I'd rather see you smoking pot than uh, you know, drinking a fifth of alcohol a day. Well, I think I might just do that. So, Bob, do you have any uh, recommendations for anyone out there that's trying to get sober? Um, I would say, um, lots of weed, lots of porn. Yeah, the porn thing, I don't know what kind of meds they've had me on, but uh, I haven't even been really into the porn thing. Oh, no, Sad dude. to say. But, uh, Should mix up a I little, crush up one, a little once, Viagra with that Valium. Once once you're not having fun when you're drinking, I mean, if you're going out and having a good time, but if you're just getting drunk and, and laying around in bed and what well, getting gets drunk the point and starting You drink and, to live. I think maybe yeah. that when it gets to that point when you're not just drinking to go out and have fun, but when you're drinking because you need to live. Right. You know? And I would be thinking, oh, my God, go out and spend the weekend out at, like, Coca-Cello or something. It's like, how much alcohol would I have to take up there? And <clears throat> Yeah, plan in advance. Well, Bob, you know what? I'm impressed, and I am proud to say that uh, you're sober. And you know what? 94 days right now. Hope it's going to be 256 days at one point. Well, we'll keep in contact with each other. So, congratulations, man! Thanks for coming on Sick and hey, Wrong. Aren't we and gonna? Aren't you gonna bring up any Sick and Wrong stuff? Uh, you know what? I was just talking to you this show. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're gonna do any uh, stories today. We are, we are. It's already fifty minutes here. Yeah, we, we were just watching the blossoms on TV. Yeah, uh, yeah. Bob was showing me some of these anal blossom videos, and uh, yeah, I think I'm all sick and wronged out for the evening here. I don't know. So, Bob, what are you doing for Fourth of July? Any big plans? I haven't made any yet. Do, do you I usually do lot, anything on Fourth of July? We usually go to see the uh, mime troupe in Dolores Park and then have a barbecue. You wear like all the red, white, and blue. You look like a patriotic dude. No. <laughs> usually, well, this will be again the first year I've seen this so- sober, but I'm usually out there drinking, you know, sitting in the lawn. All right. Well, dude, I'm gonna come check you out on July 18th. That's Sounds for sure. Great. And all local people, go go to that show. And uh, like go to my Eagle space. Tavern. Go to MySpace, Fluff Girls. It's myspace.com slash Fluff Girl, G-R-R-L. You can, you can click on to, uh, oh, Fluff Girls. You can click on the, the Fluff Girl page right off of the Sick and Wrong MySpace page. Yeah. And I think we link to it on our main website, too. Right. All um, right. Wait, wait, wait. Are you going to, uh, what, what, what were we going to play on here? Are we going to play any of that? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, the Sick and Wrong song of the week, we're going to end the show with, uh, with the Fluff Girl song. Okay. So uh, we'll, we'll throw on a Fluff Girl song just to kind of end the show. Cause, and uh, people, you can, go, you can go buy a Fluff Girl CD uh, right off the MySpace page and check out the brand new Fluff Girl shirts, which are kick-ass. Thanks for giving me one. Right on. Yeah, so uh, definitely go check it out. We're going to end the show right here with some Fluff Girl. So uh, we'll be back next week with a regular show. Um, happy 4th of July. Until then, take it sleaze. You want to do what?
Hi, this is Bob Madigan, and you're listening to Sick and Wrong. Perfect. <laughs> so you can bank on that. Okay.